Hi friends, and welcome to the She Lives Purposefully podcast, a place for you to be encouraged and equipped in your walk with Christ. I'm your host, Megan. Hello friends, and welcome or welcome back to the She Lives Purposefully podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. We have some very special guests on today. We are going to be with Mac and Ken's from For the Girl, and they've created a new study that's called In My Feels. It's the In My Feels Bible study. So today we're diving into our feelings, and I think this is such a good topic. We're talking about how to biblically understand and embrace our emotions. And it's just such a powerful episode. These two girls are so sweet and have such a powerful ministry. So I encourage you, if you have not already heard of them or have seen them on Instagram, go ahead and check them out. I'm super stoked for us to have this conversation together, for you to hear our conversation and to dive into our feels today. And I'll talk about it later in the conversation with Mac and Ken's, but I just think this is such an important conversation because I think sometimes we tend to maybe shut down our feelings, especially ones that can feel sort of negative. So all that to say, I think it's a really valuable conversation and I'm really stoked for it. And I just want to thank you before we begin for listening to the She Lives Purposefully podcast. It is just such an encouragement and I'm so thankful that this space, this podcast, these episodes are an encouragement and an exhortation to you in your walk with Christ. And I'm thankful that you are subscribing, listening, and sharing with your friends and leaving reviews. Friends, those two things, sharing with your friends and leaving reviews, help the podcast to reach new women so that they can be encouraged and equipped here on the She Lives Purposefully podcast. It's one of the reasons that we are a top 50 podcast on Spotify for religion and spirituality, which is so wild. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And if you have not yet shared your favorite episodes with friends or left a review on Apple or Spotify, go ahead and do that. I would be so, so thankful. Two, I wanted to give a shout out to our past couple of episodes. Go and check them out if you haven't already. Last week, we got to talk with Carly Malacy and had a powerful conversation about having hope when your world feels like it's falling apart. And we also have been going through 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John in a Bible study, and I just am so stoked. You can actually download that digital study as well. If you're going to go ahead and listen to it, you can download um, the study that goes with what we're going through on the podcast, and I will link that in the show notes for you. Before we start today's episode, I do want to tell you guys about a podcast sponsor that I absolutely love. I'm so thankful for them. This podcast is sponsored by Dwell. Dwell is a Bible app that I have fallen in love with that gives you a platform to listen to scripture. Their mission is inspired by the psalmist who encourages us in Psalm 119 to hide the word of God in our hearts. Dwell has built the most beautiful listening and reading experience for the scripture. They have over a dozen new recordings of the Bible. They've handpicked voices that will engage and inspire you. And they have the best versions of the Bible too, like the NIV, KJV, NLT, and my personal favorite, the English Standard Version or the ESV. With all of their modes, listen, read along, and read all on the Dwell app, your time in scripture can now be reinforced and enhanced as you explore all three modes. Did you know, I learned this for the first time with Dwell, that studies have shown that recall is significantly increased when listening and reading are combined. 
In short, that means a multi-sensory approach leads to quicker and deeper learning, which is what we want with scripture. So thank you, Dwell. You can go to dwellapp.io backslash she lives to get 10% off of a yearly subscription, or you can get 30% off of Dwell for life. And you can do that all at dwellapp.io backslash she lives. Get started with Dwell today and get that 10% off a yearly subscription or 30% off for life at dwellapp.io backslash she lives. All right. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Mac and Kent's. Okay, Mac and Kens, thank you so much for coming on the She Lives Purposely podcast. It's such a joy and honor to have you here. Yeah, we're so excited. Thanks for having us. I am so stoked. Could you guys too, just like in your own words, you know, we already had this intro to you, but just tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, your ministry, all, all the good things. Yes. Okay. So first of all, we're best friends. We're both named Mackenzie. Those are two obvious things that you might have figured out by now. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we started a college ministry together called Delight Ministries. It's the best ever. If you're in college listening, you have to be a part of a Delight chapter or you could start one. It's amazing. So there's that. And then we also podcast, write Bible studies together through a little brand to call for the girl. And it's so much fun. We just get to do ministry together every day. We're long distance friends. So I live here in Nashville, Tennessee, and Mac lives in Charlotte, North Carolina. And we're both recently married. It's cute. We love love. And (laughs) we're so excited to be here. I love that. Oh my gosh. And we were talking a little bit before too, but I am recently married too. I didn't realize that you guys were like long distance, long distance best friends. Were you, you were in the same area before because you guys met in college, I want to say. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yep. We met in college and then I moved to Charlotte a couple years ago. So I lived in Nashville for nine years. We were close distance friends at that time. Although we always laugh because we work together, you know, so like we would be in the office together, like every day from nine to five. So we like never hung out outside of work. And it's so funny because now I feel like we talk even more. I mean, because we still talk during work hours and even after work hours. And so, and now like when I come to, to Nashville, I usually stay with her. So we get extra time together. So it works for us very well. <laughs> yes. I love, yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's so sweet. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Well, I am just really excited to have you guys on and really excited for this episode and just getting in our feels and talking about like how to understand and embrace our feelings and emotions. And I was alluding to this before we started recording, but I think maybe as Christians, I know for myself, it can be easy to want to shut down feelings that feel negative, almost as if they're not good feelings. Um, You know, and feelings that you talk about, maybe like anger, sadness, you guys mentioned shame too. Um, But I love this conversation because I'm learning right now through counsel that it is okay to really feel those things and see what the Lord wants to do in those things. Um, So I'm really excited for this conversation and I think it's really important. And I'm curious um, because a big part of our conversation is talking about this new study that you guys have. Um, So tell me a little bit about the study and to what led you to want to write this study and talk on this topic. Yes. Okay. So uh, our new Bible study is called 
in my feels, how to feel God when I'm not feeling it. And it's actually such a funny story of why we decided to write this Bible study. There's so many moving parts to it, Um, Mm -hmm. but really cool. So we, um, when we started Delight originally 10 years ago, uh, we went to like a Lifeway bookstore to look for a Bible study and they didn't have any studies for college girls. So we ended up just picking a random study. Um, And then 10 years later, Lifeway reached out to us and asked, asked us to write their first study for college women. So it was a really cool full circle God moment. And uh, we were like, oh my goodness, we write a ton of Bible studies kind of on our own and self-published, but this was our first time working with a publisher. And we were just like, okay, what, what do we feel like college women need in this season? Like what is kind of the big thing where maybe there's just some like misalignment of God's heart when it comes to college women and their understanding of how God sees them and how God knows them and mm-hmm. how God loves them. And yeah. just something that Kent and I have observed from 10 years of college ministry is how comfortable we as a generation are with um, feelings, with the more negative feelings. We're comfortable with them in the sense of like, we know about words like anxiety and depression, like that our parents' generation didn't even know those things really existed. They were taboo to talk about. And and mm-hmm. that's just part of our everyday language. I mean, the amount of times I hear college students saying like, oh my goodness, I'm so anxious or my anxiety is acting up or, yeah. you know, I'm in this season where I'm just so depressed. It's just way more lang- way more common language for us. And in some ways, yeah. that's a really good thing and a really beautiful thing because we're so much more aware of what's going on inside than probably our parents' generation But on the flip side of that, in so many ways as a generation, we've defined ourselves by our feelings. Like we get our identity from what we're feeling. Like we become our anxiety. We become our depression. We become our fear. And that is just something that has really frustrated Ken's and I, because we've seen women like sold out on fire for Jesus, ready to follow him to the ends of the earth one day. And then literally the next day, something happens and they get stuck in their feelings and they define themselves by their feelings. And suddenly everything in their world begins to crumble because they let their feelings tell them who they are more than they let God tell them who they are. And so we kind of began this journey of like, what would it look like (laughs) to to still feel God's goodness and still feel God's presence, even when you're kind of stuck in these negative emotions? And that's where it kind of began for us. But I got to be honest, like (laughs) we went on a really funny journey, Megan, where like, God needed to humble us because we were like, we need to get girls to stop feeling. And in actuality, through studying scripture, through digging into like God's heart for feelings, we actually discovered that like feelings are such an incredible gift created by God that can actually allow us to to know God even more if we yeah. learn how to process them in really healthy and beautiful ways. And so that's kind of yes. what the study does is hmm. it is helping you to process your feelings, not see them as negative, but to begin to process your feelings at the feet of Jesus and actually encounter more of Jesus through all of yeah. these feelings that we often identify as negative feelings. And so it was kind hmm. of a, a funny journey for us because <laughs> we needed to be humbled in it as well. <laughs> it's really true it's really true (laughs) I love that I love that you were saying at the end there like how feelings are a gift and and I think you guys talk about this later but or I, I think it's in the description of your book how God uses all our feelings as an invitation to experience him more fully and intimately um can you talk a little bit about 
what that might look like. And I think especially for those negative feelings, and I think you're so right too, like as a culture, and we have so many episodes on these things like anxiety and stress and, you know, insecurity and and just whatever it is and feeling shame and, and all of these things and how we so quickly do define ourselves by it. I catch myself doing it. I catch my friends doing it just mm. everyone around me because it's like, as a society, I think it's true. Like we are maybe more self-aware, but to a dangerous point where it becomes who we are versus being identified, our identity in Christ. So, um, Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like how, how can we, and this is, you know, probably a really big conversation and big question, but how can we make that switch to not be like identified by these feelings, but rather like bring them to the Lord and, and maybe experience more fully in that instead? Yeah, totally. No, it's a great question. I think it's like a question that so many of us have been asking. We're like, okay, like I'm feeling this certain way. Well, like what's my direction out? Like, is it okay that I'm feeling this way? And then where do I go from here? And um, yeah, so the whole study is about um, your eight core emotions and how these emotions sometimes can be be a, an invitation into deeper intimacy with Jesus, or they can be something that really stands in the way and we get stuck in them. So for example, like so the feeling of being, being hurt, um, that's the core emotion. And sometimes when you're hurt, it looks like what the sour side is, which is resentment where you sit across the table with a friend and you know, you're talking and she's like, oh my gosh, but I'm like so mad at her. That like wasn't okay. I can't believe she said that. Why did she do that? I don't think we're going to be friends anymore. She starts saying all these things and you're like sitting across the table like, oh gosh, yeah, that's bad. That's rough. What are we, where do we go from here? And you like really, really don't know. You don't even know what the core of it is. But now through this kind of feelings chart, um, you can identify, oh, okay, what she's really experiencing is she's feeling she's feeling really hurt right now. That's Mm -hmm. actually like the root of the thing. And then you have something to talk about, like somewhere to go with it. And then even deeper, the invitation when you're feeling hurt is into deeper healing with Jesus and healing in that relationship. And there's so many conversations to have. There's ways you can go deeper. And gosh, you're like, I, I think of these moments with girlfriends too, where I'm like, so hurt and it turns into resentment. And then I go to Jesus and I'm like, Lord, this like really did hurt me. Like this was a stab in the back or this was like so inappropriate. And I can't believe this happened to me. Like speak into it, like show me like something greater, show me like the core of this, all your heart in the midst of it all. And there's so much healing there and so much wholeness there. And that's how God wants us to live. You know, he doesn't want us to live in resentment all the time. And that blocking the voice of God in our life and the potential of relationship in our life. And so, Mm. yeah, what, what I love so much about when we're talking about these feelings and through the study is that it gives us direction in processing our feelings, but it also gives us like more direction in relationship with our friends. And as we're having conversations with people about our feelings, because as we know, especially as girls, we often can just like blah, blah, blah. And then we're like, how did we get here? I don't know, like anything positive to say or where to go from here. And so there's so much, um, so much goodness in that. Yeah. 
I love, I love that you were talking about specifically with friendship, because I do think when we allow our emotions and feelings to really take control, like it doesn't just affect us, but it can have that effect on all of the people around us and ruin relationships, even really important ones too. So I, I love that. And just bringing that to the Lord instead and seeing all of these feelings in the light of scripture instead. I, I just love, yeah, love that you were saying that. And two, I guess, like, how would you practically, you touched on this a little bit, but either, you know, one can answer, like, practically bringing those feelings to God. Like, are there, and maybe, you know, in, in the study too, like, specific verses for certain feelings or, yeah, like, how do you, how do you pray through those things? Yeah, that's so good. Well, I think one of the things that is most important in, like, this journey through feelings, for me, that really shifted things for me was studying scripture Mm -hmm. and seeing that Jesus felt the things that I feel on Mm -hmm. a daily basis. And I think sometimes we think that like scripture is just this like history book or this rule book, but scripture is laced and beautifully filled with so many different feelings and emotions. And when you begin to study scripture and you look for them, you will literally find them all over the place. Um, particularly in the gospels, like you will see Jesus feeling angry. You will see Jesus crying, feeling sad. Like you will see Jesus going through these emotions. And what's so cool and so beautiful was he wasn't ashamed of his feelings. Instead, he actually often embraced those feelings and they were a part of his mission and they were a part of his calling. He was fully God, but he was fully human. And I think just seeing that and knowing that I think allows us to stop being afraid of our emotions and to stop being ashamed of our emotions. And I think in this journey of feelings, the first thing that you have to do is be able to admit and recognize your feelings. Because I think so many of us have been taught to like feel, when we feel a negative emotion, we do whatever we can to stop it. So we literally like suppress it. We numb it. Uh, we ignore it. That's me. We push it down. Yeah. We, we turn it into something else. We like cover it up with like cheap pleasure, all of these different things. And I think that was not the way our feelings were to be designed Absolutely. to be responded to. Like they were meant to be felt. And so I think the first step in feelings, like when I think about how to rock Ken's your cat. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Ken's just got a cat. We're hearing it. Oh no. Wait, so you can hear it's meow? Yeah, but yeah. it's kind of cute, I guess. <laughs> I like can't really hear it through my thing. So anyway, keep it. going. Sorry. <laughs> Um, but I think number one is just like being able to recognize your feelings and then to feel your feelings. Like don't ignore them. Don't suppress them. Like feel them because I think that there's something really important in your feelings. Um, we kind of base these eight core feelings around this book from this guy, Chip Dodd. He's a really smart guy, way smarter than Mackenzie and I, um, who's actually, uh, works kind of in the mental health space. And he, his book is called the voice of the heart, how like our feelings are actually like the voices of our heart. They Mm -hmm. like tell us what is going on in our heart. And so when we suppress them and we ignore them, we're essentially shutting off the voice rather than listening to what our feelings might be telling us. And so I think Mm -hmm. number one in the process is just recognizing your feelings and allowing yourself to feel your feelings. And then number two is just like bringing them to Jesus. Don't feel your feelings alone. Like 
feel your feelings at the feet of Jesus because number one like we talked about like he gets it he's been there he's felt the things that you feel he's not immune to those feelings and I just believe that there always is something beautiful there's that invitation in every single one of those feelings that you've identified as negative that Jesus says hey there's actually can be healing in this feeling there actually can be like rejoicing in this feeling there can be something really beautiful if you would allow yourself to feel it at my feet let me speak into it and then let me lead you into action of what to do with that feeling um and so i think that kind of kind of think that puts you right in the in the middle of like that pendulum we talked about at the beginning of like some people are just like they don't want to feel their feelings at all so they ignore them and they suppress them and i think that that's not healthy like we need to feel our feelings there's something really good in them and then some people like define themselves by their feelings and they become their feelings and that's not healthy either and so bringing them to jesus allows us to feel our feelings not ignore them, suppress them, but it also allows us to not be defined by our feelings. Like we get to let Jesus be the one that defines us when we do that, when we bring them to him. And so that kind of like little two-step action of just like recognize it, name it, and then bring it to Jesus and feel it with him and let him speak into it. I've just kind of used that now. So like when I'm feeling something like a couple of days ago, like I got really angry about something like in a moment I was just so angry and immediately I felt embarrassed of my anger and I was like oh my goodness I'm embarrassed of my anger I need to cover it up and I need to hide it Mm. and like I need to like just act like it didn't happen but I realized no like there's actually something really important in my anger like my anger is trying to tell me something so I need to like see that I'm angry I need to go to Jesus and say Jesus like what is underneath this anger like what is really going on in my heart And the moment that I did that, he allowed me to like see something I wasn't seeing before. And then I knew how to move forward with that feeling. I knew how to then go find reconciliation and how to go and like express my heart in a real authentic way rather than just like a rageful, angry way where I was going to burn bridges. And so, yeah, um, yeah, that's just like one small example of like what I think we can do when we feel a feeling. So Yeah, no, I I love that you were talking about especially just like recognizing those feelings because I've kind of vocalized this, but I feel like that's a big part of something I struggle with is wanting to shut them down. And I, I feel like especially those negative ones that you're like, oh, I shouldn't be feeling anger. I shouldn't be feeling sad. I should just feel joy and thankfulness and all of these good things. And so like you said, almost feeling ashamed of those things, but in reality, and you both were talking about this, like Jesus felt those feelings like he felt anger he wept he cried like you know all all of these things and how powerful it is to recognize that and then I think taking that a step further and then bringing our feelings to him because he can sympathize with us almost like in Hebrews I think it's Hebrews 4 he is our great high priest who can sympathize with us in in everything but he's you know he's without fault and he's without sin but he can still you know be that high priest for us and so I think yeah like bringing that to him because he knows how to Mm -hmm. perfectly lead us through those emotions instead of shutting them down because shutting them down is only going to honestly, I feel like bottle them up and then it'll all just like come out later in a bigger and scarier way. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So yeah, I love that. And I feel like it just really ties, ties into that Hebrews four verse for me. Yeah. In, in my mind for Mm -hmm. sure. 
Yeah. I am curious about specifically because I think I saw that one of the feelings is shame. So I, if you have more, I feel like that is such a powerful emotion that can very easily go in a really bad direction. I think that's something that a lot of people feel to an unhealthy extent and you start to feel condemned. So I I was specifically kind of curious about like what, how you think the Lord, and, and there's already things coming to mind, but just in your own words, like how he can use the feeling of shame and allow us, you know, to recognize that we're feeling that and, and kind of that process with shame even. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so good. This is definitely one of those feelings where I'm like, okay, how can this be like positive? Like how can this like lead me closer to Jesus? There's no way. And as we dug into it and as we dug into scripture, I was like, oh my gosh, that's like so, so real. I remember for me, like shame playing out so much, um, in college when we were first, um, starting delight and it was, so crazy. I feel like you probably can relate, Megan, like when God puts you in a leadership position or he's like, Hey, like, I want you to do this, like, that you just don't feel equipped. And you're like, what the heck? I don't know what I'm doing. Like my whole life isn't perfect. Like how am I supposed to step up into into this? And I remember experiencing that like so, so heavily, like, um, honestly just shame around, like not knowing enough, like scripture or, um, shame around like, uh, things I was doing outside of delight and felt like that couldn't be reflected, like, because I am a leader and like being so hard on myself and just like experiencing so much shame just all the time, no matter if it was like not even a bad thing. And, um, shame when it turns sour, it turns into a thing we call like self-rejection when you are just like, Mm. oh my gosh, I'm going to just like reject myself completely. I'm going to run away from like every opportunity that God's brought by me. It's really when we're probably listening to the voice of the enemy in our life more than we want, just believing things that aren't even true about ourselves and our, our mind and our spirit just spirals into self-rejection. And um, the invitation though through that is to accept that, okay, like I'm not perfect. I don't have this all together. It's similar to me when I was like starting delight, leading delight. I might not know all the Bible quite yet. Sometimes I might be wrong when I'm like sharing a message or sharing my experience, um, in Mm. faith, but that, that brings us like accepting that brings us into deep, deep humility. And that's the invitation here. It's to humble ourselves. I think of the verse of second Corinthians 12, nine, it says, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness. And rather than being so self-sufficient and doing everything in your own power, our shame actually invites us into this humility and allows allows us to see ourselves as fully human and in need of others and of God. And it was that shift in my leadership where I was like, okay, like I'm going to let my shame just lead me into humility and lead me just so much closer to Jesus, like a deeper need and desperation for him to show up in the ways that like, I'm not perfect. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. And there's so much healing that happens with your shame when you 
move in that direction. So, yeah. yeah. I think it's so beautifully depicted in um, the story of Adam and Eve. So they eat the apple and then immediately what do they do? They, they realize they're naked and they begin to cover themselves and, and they begin to hide. And not only do they just like hide their bodies, they actually hide from God. God goes to like meet them and say like where he asks, where are you? And they, and they hide from him. And I think that is like the picture of unhealthy shame is when we like hide from God, when we run from God, when we reject God's creation, because ultimately like we are God's creation. He never created us to like do life apart from him. He created us to do life in communion and friendship with him and the people around us. And I think that what's beautiful about the healthy side of humility is a dependence on God. Mm. And so Adam and Eve kind of responded in this like unhealthy version of shame where they, they ran and they hid and they, and they didn't go to God. But I think shame is actually like our sign that we need to run to God and like that we, in, in who we are, we, we aren't enough, but we get to be in relationship with the one who is enough. And through the power of, of Jesus in us, we are enough. And so I just like love that picture that like, that's the first story in the Bible we get, like we get how like our humanity wants us to run from God and to deal with our feelings apart from God, but God is inviting us to feel our feelings with him. And there's actually something really beautiful when we do, because he is the one that speaks truth to us and says, Hey, you actually don't have to hide. You don't have to run and hide. Like there's actually something really beautiful in this feeling. And so I've just kind of always loved that. And that was one that was fun to study and look at. Yeah. I, I love that so much. I love just really like equating it to like, you know, in our weakness, like he is strong and like, there is so much power in that. And the fact that, yeah, like, and I I think we can so easily run from whether it's shame or if we are feeling other emotions that don't feel good. And we're almost ashamed of that, like you had mentioned earlier. And, and so we do so easily, I think, want to just either push it away or run from God or hide that, you know, or pretend that we're not feeling those things but to actually be able to bring them to the feet of Jesus and to have him like walk alongside us in that. I I just think it's so beautiful. This is just such a good, powerful, yeah, powerful conversation. So I want to ask you guys just as we wrap up here to one last like bit of encouragement for the women listening. But before you answer that, where can people find this study um, and to find you guys and, and so they can follow along and join Delight and find For the Girl and all of that. Yes. Okay. So absolutely. We'd love for you to follow along. We are always doing all the things, acting silly and hopefully challenging you to um, in your relationship with Jesus and to love him bigger and others bigger. But you can find us at For the Girl on Instagram. It's for the girl underscore 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 three underscores but i'm sure you'll find that as you're typing it and then online at forthegirl.com you can grab our new study in my fields that we just talked about there um and yeah our podcast is also for the girl so if you're looking about for anything for the girl just go for the girl and you're good to go <laughs> yeah I love that. That's great. Okay. So that's perfect. And so we will link all of those things in the show notes, but yeah, just one last bit of encouragement, whether it's related to this study and getting in your feels or just something that the Lord has been putting on your heart, a last bit of encouragement for, for the women listening would be so sweet. Yes. Okay. One thing I would say is, um, I think feelings sometimes tend to make us 
be very like self-focused, you know, like we tend to like, when we get in our feels, we kind of obsess over ourselves and, and what's going on. And, and, um, this is something my husband and I've been talking about recently, but like, I just believe like when you're stuck in your feelings, one of the best things that you can do is like turn the spotlight around. And I don't know if you've ever like stood in front of a spotlight, but like when you are spotlighted, you literally can't see anything. Like it blinds you to everybody around you, everyone around you. I used to do musicals growing up and I remember like being so blinded. You're like stump mm. off stage. You can't know what you're doing. But I think there's something so beautiful to the moment you turn that spotlight around, everything comes into view. Like you see everyone around you. And then also because you're not so blinded, you can actually begin to see what's going on in your own heart and what's inside too. Mm -hmm. And so I think like if you're struggling with being stuck in your feelings right now and, and you just don't know where to begin, like I would say get the Bible study because I think it will be really help you, help you. But one tip that you can try right here right now would just be to start being others focused. Um, start walking with people and help people to like process their feelings and start serving people and, and humbling yourself and, and putting yourself in the position to like be the hands and feet of Jesus to other people. Because I think the moment you do that, your mind, your mindset begins to shift and begins to change. And you begin to get new perspective on what you're going through as you watch and you come alongside people who are going through hard things. And I just think it's one of the most tangible ways that we can like, set ourselves free from like the junk of our own feelings is just by like looking at others, serving others, turning that spotlight around um, and having kind of just like an others focused vision for our life. I think it helps um, so much of what we're dealing with come into focus as well. And so that mm -hmm. would be one little thing I would say. <laughs> That's so good. I agree. I agree. That's huge. Um, yeah. And as you're processing these feelings, I would add just like, honestly, if you get the study, you'll see the little feelings chart at the beginning that show you your core emotions and then how it goes sour and then what the invitation is. And I would really challenge you, honestly, more as a friend or as a spouse to, or whatever season of life you're in to create more, like, I would say productive or fruitful conversation around your feelings. And maybe it's just a challenge when you're sitting across that table, like we talked about earlier and throughout the podcast to not just like sulk in them or go deeper and deeper and deeper. You can validate that feeling, but sometimes the best thing you can do is also give direction um, into that healing. And so know that and know how to navigate our emotions and, um, maybe jump to that a little quicker in conversations with friends. Cause I think you'll find it super healing. I think there's a generation that just like, like almost in, enjoys like getting wrapped up and yeah. deeper into our feels. But I, I don't think we, I don't think that's real healthy. So I'm excited to see a lot of healing and, and all your, all your feelings and what you're walking through. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is so good. I'm excited to start the study. I really cannot wait. I feel like it's just like the perfect season and just an incredible topic. And I just love all of this too, because I think it's such a good reminder that our emotions, which I think we so often allow them to do, do not need to control us. They don't have power over us, but rather like we can embrace them and bring them to the feet of Jesus and, and he can lead us in those things. And they're important to feel where it's important to know. Um, 
what's going on in our hearts. But um, yeah, I, I just love all of this. This is so good. Thank you both so much for all of your wisdom and for putting this study together. And for everyone listening, definitely go and get this study. I'm excited to study it and we can all just study it together and, and go through this. But thank you guys both so much. Thank yes. You. This is so good.